You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. So I'm going to jump right in because there's a great email that we got from one of our uh, big time listeners. Yeah. That, that talked about, oh, Shannon. One of our regulars? Yeah, and then here, here it is. It just says, oh, Shannon. From Uh-oh. The, from the point of view from an Ohio couple, getting skin to skin under the covers is the hottest it gets and the best way to get warmed up on a cold evening. <laughs> I bet I know who that couple is, and I just want to give them a shout-out because I just love them to pieces. And I do, too, and I love it because he then, he, he then puts it in quotes. What's that, honey? Oh, you're cold? Hey, I've got an idea how we can get warm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet he does. <laughs> Very sweet. Yeah, I sweet. love it. I love it. So uh, this is about heating things up because that's what we do with Sexy Marriage Radio. And so that's the idea. Those of you that are joining us, uh, that maybe you've just stumbled upon our show, welcome, and I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, thanks for joining us with as we get deeper into 2016 and all that a new year entails. We hope that uh, the stuff that we talk about really does help heat up things in your relationship and in your bedroom, because that's what we're about, is we want married life to be as hot as it can be in a good way. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I'm thinking about how when we enter into January, there are some rituals that come part and parcel with the fact that it's January. Uh, mainly, I did get my shipment from Amazon today with my new digital scales, so I guess that's kind of the postman's way of telling me that uh, January 6th, baby doll, it's time to, to drop those <laughs> holiday pounds. Okay. Yeah, what are you waiting for? Um, <laughs> and I'm also staring at the Christmas tree going, how many more days is my husband going to leave this up? Are you guys like that at your house? Do you? Think oh, no, no. Our, our, tree, <laughs> our, our tree came down uh, the day after Christmas, maybe the second day. See, that would be me. I want my house back. I want yep. my furniture back where it belongs. But yep. no, Greg is like, can we just leave it up for two months? No. Like, no. People will, will drive by our house and want to shoot spitwads. Yep. So, but that, that's, that's interesting because if you think about it, I mean, that fits exactly what we're talking about with this show because we have rituals in, in married life. You for sure have rituals when it comes to holidays. Sure. Of what you're supposed to do, who you're supposed to see, Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, when do you do gifts? What you're supposed to bake, what you're supposed to eat. Right. I mean, our life group at church even did uh, the the traditional um, ugly sweater party. Oh, yeah. That we've done for a couple years now. And I'm sorely disappointed. And I don't know of many of the fellas in my life group that listen to the show, but there was only two of us in ugly sweaters fellas you guys are lame showing <laughs> up and just did not qualify right. as ugly enough no they, they were just regular green sweatshirts or something i mean that wasn't even they didn't even attempt and <laughs> no i found the the perfect ugly christmas sweater at goodwill for my daughter somebody had taken just a a plain beige sweater and had hot glued an applique of a brown felt reindeer with his mouth open and coming out were all these different Christmas ornaments. The reindeer was vomiting yeah. Christmas ornaments. Perfect. That definitely qualified as the ugliest Christmas sweater Perfect. that but, we've ever seen. But that also then, I mean, so, so steer that right into what we're talking about of how we have rituals in life. We, we have rituals, but we don't want to be so tied to them that they become ruts. So what's because, the difference? Well, my understanding of a rut is that it's basically 
a grave with the ends kicked out. That it, it's what leads to the death of excitement, of energy, of passion. And, you know, applied to this topic of sex, it's kind of the end of, of romance. And but it just, you do the same dang thing over and over. <laughs> do what works and, last time. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and I would think that, I don't know how it is for men. I mean, I've heard that, you know, women need, you know, just the right temperature and just the right mood and just the right setting and ambiance and all men need is the place. Uh, so I don't know if it's this way for men. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. But women need a little bit of tension or anxiety about, is it going to happen or not? Uh, how is it going to happen? How is he going to approach me? Or what's his response going to be when I approach him? Like, do men need that relational anxiety there? Well, I think there has to be a tension there, yes. That, that's yeah. just, I think that's paramount of what goes on just as a foundation of relationship. That, so do you think that that keeps men on their game? Well, some of it comes down to our men on their game because it's, okay. it's, it's that it's that. Well, but it's that dynamic of if you think of the path a guy has to follow, a husband follows is I think a lot of times we go into relationships and let's I'm just going to case the high the high desire as the man in this example, even though that switches. But he, you kind of get in this mindset of. Okay, sex is going to happen because I'm married. You know, just do I'm going to have access because we're married. And so now right. everything's on right. right, everything's on board. You know, we're everything's okay. We can we can all the time, anytime. And typically we go into it that way. I mean, wives say it too of, "Oh man, I'm going to wear you out and blah, you know, all that kind of stuff that you say when you're first dating." <laughs> and then you get into married life and you realize, "Whoa, hold on. Married life is completely different." And so we need to, as men, do a reset of, okay, how do I continue to be a good husband and also a lover and also a father and also right. an employee or boss and a or right, and all yeah. the things yeah. that it takes. And so I think a lot of that can get lost in the, sh in the shuffle of, sure. uh, I have to remember to pursue my wife as, as a woman, not just my wife that I need to um, learn how to be more alpha at times because that mm -hmm. does good things. Um, yep. so it's just, some of it is we've kind of lost our way as men. Sometimes that's the one thing I have noticed a lot with my clients, with the group I'm running online, you know, with a lot of the different things that, man, there's a lot of people, a lot of men that are like, okay, I need to really hone in on some things in my life to, mm -hmm. to really start reaping some benefits that I really want. And marriage. I think that it's great that you're empowering men to do that, to recognize what do I need to be doing to up my game rather than, because I know that so many men that we hear from, they're just whining and moaning that their wives never come on to them or that they're never, yeah. they never seem to be in the mood. And I do think that it's sad. And I'm not saying that this is across the board because I know there are a lot of women out there who don't fall into this category. And I'm, I'm thankful that I, I think that I can say that I'm not one of them, at least in this season, but I know I have been in past seasons, but it did go from, I'm going to wear you out to putting the wedding band on our finger and having kids to I'm, I'm wore out, mm -hmm. baby. I'm, I'm already wore out. Don't right. expect anything. And, and I think that, that women rob themselves of the opportunity to recharge their batteries with some really fun sexual play because when, when you really do get into it, it's not a burden. It, it is a blessing. It is a stress reliever. It is, it does have the same effect as 
you know, Valium or Xanax or whatever, it does calm you down. It does help you sleep better. It does help you feel connected to another adult, not just be connected to kids all day. And we right. need that. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, so to answer your question, yes, that men, what was my question again? <laughs> on, do, do men suffer from the, the rut syndrome on the, the, the script syndrome? I mean, I basically put every couple whenever I'm working with them, uh, in, in the category when we're talking about their sex life, I, you know, it's it's pretty safe to say most couples have a a repertoire of about two or three scripts they follow sexually. There's variances, you know, there's variances within it, but it's really not a whole lot of the choose your own adventure kind of setup. <laughs> that, right. that it's that it truly is. Ooh, let's go down this path because we've never done it. You know, there's times where the vacation mm -hmm. brings that in, but in, right. in general. You know, we as as men will fall into do what works last time. And so mm -hmm. if I know I can bring her to orgasm with a digit, I'm going to do that next time, too, because that's what she it, it worked. So why would I go back to the well? what? a digit, a, a digit, oh, a, finger. a finger, a finger. Okay, I was wondering, I, I was thinking, you know, we're married to CPA. So I was thinking that you meant like a number. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, my <laughs> wife's my wife's favorite number is eight. So maybe I need to incorporate eight into our. Never mind. Okay. So I, I thought I thought you were gonna say sixty-nine was the favorite number, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um yeah. The whole okay, we're gonna have sex because it's Saturday night. Right. Or whatever. Right. I, I would call that a rut. Oh yeah. If that's the only time that you do it. Yep. And that you take it for granted that that's when we're doing it because that's when we always do it. Right. I would encourage you to shake it up with maybe a Tuesday afternoon after work or a Friday morning before you leave or Sunday afternoon while the kids are out bowling or what, like do something out of the ordinary. Um, now, can I tell you what I did out of the ordinary one day? I don't, I don't think that I've shared this. If I have, then you can just edit this part out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cause you have the magic to do that. Um, did I tell you about my husband giving me a chandelier for my birthday? Um, no. Is this new to you? Okay, good. Um, okay, so I had told my husband, yeah, I, I host these women at the well workshops and we have 10 women around the dining table and the rug is not big enough such that you can put 10 chairs around the table and not have the legs, you know, not to scratch the wood floor, but yeah, they scrape against the wood floor. So I wanted a bigger rug under the dining table and a more substantial chandelier over the table to just make the room pop a little bit more because I love setting a really nice table for these ladies. Sometimes they feel as if this is the nicest thing that anybody's done for right. them is just set out China and you know nice food and candles and all that kind of stuff. And so I wanted to make it special. So he let me go online and together we picked out the chandelier and the rug and we waited for them to arrive and we actually chose several different ones. So we spent a lot of time rolling out the different rugs and looking at them. And when I finally decided which one that I liked best, when we rolled it out and we were about to put the table back underneath, and this is after the chandelier was all hung and everything, it hit me. We have never had sex in the dining room and we do not need to put this table back on this rug until we christen this room. And so <laughs> I just kind of shook things up a little bit. I do not think that he was expecting sex in that moment, in that location. But we created a memory that every time we glance at the rug, we kind of smile at each other, yeah. you know, like yeah. we know what we did that night. It, it just so think about creating a memory that will last forever. And now do now so do well now so do every woman that comes to a woman at the well and has dinner in your oh, dining no. room. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs>
and I'm not editing this out. <laughs> okay, can, can, can I just give a, a quick thing about rituals and tie this into women at the well? Because uh, I, I do want to let women know we are hearing more and more from women. I yes. love how there for a long time, the, most of the emails we were getting were from men. And hold on, those but, emails come feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. There you go, go. There you go. But we are getting more emails from women. Yes. Uh, you know, just sharing their hopes and dreams and aspirations for their sex life and bemoaning some of the things that haven't gone right and trying to heal from those things. And um, I was thinking about one of my rituals or our rituals, me and Greg, we love to get hooked on a show and watch it together religiously from week to week. Okay. And I am so thrilled that Downton Abbey is finally back on because that has been one of our favorite shows to watch together. And it hit me with the opener of season six, how many of the women on Downton Abbey, like Julian Fellows, the writer of this, do you watch Downton Abbey? I do not. Oh my gosh, Corey, get up today. You got it. Your, your Pam's going to love it. Y'all are going to get totally hooked. But I think that Julian Fellows was very wise to weave in many subplots of women and sexual struggles. And so I just want to say to the women listening to Sexy Marriage Radio that if you have body image issues like Mrs. Hughes, or if you've experienced some sort of sexual trauma in your lifetime, like Anna, or if you have sexual skeletons in your closet, like Mary, or if you have swooned a little too much over another man's attention, like Lady Grantham, or if you were just wondering, when will I ever be really deeply loved like Edith, I really hope that you will consider coming to a Women at the Well workshop, and I want to offer a 10% off special to listeners of Sexy Marriage Radio. And all they have to do in their comments on the, on the application form at shannonethridge.com, click on workshops, in the comment section, put Downton Abbey, and that will get you 10% off uh, of, of one of the upcoming workshops. Nice. You can check about the dates on that link, but we have one coming up at the end of January, one coming up at the end of February, one coming up at the beginning of May. Okay. So I hope that women will jump on board because I love getting emails and even flowers and candy from husbands saying, I don't know what you did with the woman <laughs> that I sent you, but I'm keeping the woman you sent me back. Right. <laughs> right. So I love the transformations that are taking place. But yeah, back to our rituals. In addition to Downton Abbey, we have been hooked at different times on um, other series like Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. I think that is one of the most addictive shows ever created. Um, and I know that there are a lot of Walking Dead fans out there who don't miss that. And yep. so obviously there's something to that show that really hooks people. Yep. But, but what I have noticed is, I don't know why, because I do not think that Kevin Spacey is particularly sexy, but House of Cards will get my motor revving. Greg pretty much knows that if we sit down to watch House of Cards together, he's getting some action afterwards. So find a ritual that okay. works for you. Okay. So, so I know that, that for you and Pam, I know that camping is a big ritual for you guys. Oh, absolutely. Just getting out in, in the nature and a hammock and a fire. I mean, there's there's lots of cool things. Do you have things. sex in a hammock? I uh, declined to comment on... <laughs> Uh, grounds that we share our hammocks with friends sometimes and i don't want them knowing that um you know our dining room is kind of like you're no uh you, you, were, you were smarter than i was <laughs> i think i might have just confirmed no but um yeah it's i love the idea because if, if you think about it rituals are just a, a fact of life because those also fit into comfort we do things yes. because it's comfortable 
And so that's why we have schedules. That's why we have routine. That's why we have formats of things that we, this is the way we're supposed to do it because that way when I know I'm going to family, I know how it's going to unfold and I don't have to get all freaked out about who's going to be where and what. And, but we have those. And I think it's important to recognize that in our life, that's what brings us comfort, but to an extreme, it's what brings us monotony and the rut. Because okay, yeah, if, the extreme. Right, because if you binge watch every single episode out there, you're never going to get off the couch. Right. So it's, right. it's one of those, like, you have to be selective in this is what I'm focusing on. This is right. where I'm going to spend my energy. This is where I'm going to spend my time. And that was the one of the things that from the holiday season, you know, this is the first year they've done the different uh, or this maybe second year they've done the different bowl structure for the college football mm -hmm. and all of that. And I found I loved growing up where all the games were on one or two days and it, the, you know, yeah. they, they, you start that morning and Everybody you watch. Everybody gathered around. Yeah. And, I, and queso, yep, I'd meatball. set up, I'd set up three yeah. different TVs. They'd all be on. <laughs> People would come over. We'd spend the whole day just watching football and having fun with friends. And then by the time the You're night. You're serious about that, it. Well, it was, it was a fun time just with friends. Plus I love college football. So now I notice what there's a new game every night and uh, you know, and there's nothing concurrent. It's all spread out. You know, by day three, I'm like, all right, I don't even care about these games. This is boring. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, this is ridiculous because it's, it's mess with your mojo. It's dragging on way too long. And it, so it's just that's what we do in life is is we have routines and we just need to be conscious enough to interject some adventure, to interject some novelty, to change it up, because that's what helps you create new rituals, helps you get Absolutely. out of the rut. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of new rituals, we got invited to a different kind of New Year's party this year. Uh, it was a lip sync battle and everybody had a lot of anxiety about, you know, what are, what are people going to think of right. me? And, and Greg and I were safe. We chose California Dreaming by Mamas and the Papas. The other couples chose much more sexy songs. I got to suck that up a little bit next year. But um, what we noticed, though, is that once everybody got started and realized how much fun right. this actually was, everybody's hair got totally let down yeah. they were they were just dancing spontaneously and you know imbibing a little bit of alcoholic beverages for those who chose to do so and we just noticed oh my gosh we haven't done this since we were like teens and early 20s right and to, to just let our hair down and dance we thought why don't we do this more often we need to take dance lessons we need to do something to kind of do this more often because it was so fun to right. play that's, right. that's what we that's what we outgrow and that's when i think our life becomes a rut is we stop playing right sex becomes a duty or an expectation yep. or an entitlement or rather a, than play or a adventure. goal yeah or a goal of i'm right. just looking for the orgasm and release that's it i don't right. care about how i get there and that's yeah that or ruins it a little bit item yep. yes absolutely so uh, I, I gotta i have to ask a question though because yeah. what we're talking about when it comes to rituals that could easily uh, spiral into ruts. How do we change it? How do we be aware of it? What's what's some things? I have a couple of ideas okay. of, of how we make sure we keep a proper perspective to, to use it to its advantage right. and not let it start using us. Uh, I think to allude to something that we talked about a little bit earlier, I think that there needs to be attention about whether sex is going to happen or not. Okay. For example, one of our rituals is that, especially during the colder months, we like to go get in the hot tub together. 
we don't assume that sex is gonna happen, but it sure is fun and titillating to figure out, is it? Is this where it's leading? And we're usually not disappointed if it doesn't, because we know that it, it, it does often enough. And, right. But just that, just that edge of not knowing that it just kind of keeps you alert yeah. to the game that you play with one another, with the relational dynamic when you do something like that together on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, but I want to hear your ideas. What well, are you yeah, mine are, mine are you pull them out of the bedroom in the sense of this has nothing to do with sex. This has to do with how you do life together because that spills into sex. Because I think when we're talking about tension kind of things, I have a fundamental belief that in a, in a marriage relationship, if there's not positive tension, there's going to be negative tension. So if you're not using the tension appropriately, it turns into negative tension. And that's why you fight chronically. Yeah. So sometimes you need to shift it. And how do, how do I start to create more positive tension in my life and, mm -hmm. and, and with my spouse? And a lot and isn't of that, that the role of makeup sex is to shift negative tension into positive tension. Isn't it, that why it's I, so I, I think in some couples, yes, it is because I've actually had some couples that they do knock down drag outs, even in my office. And then I'll ask them straight out. You guys probably have fantastic sex, don't you? And they're like, yes, we do. I'm like, well, what do you suppose? <laughs> What do you suppose happens if you didn't have the fights? Would you lose some of the passion in sex? And so that it clicked on. I'm like, uh oh, maybe that's maybe we need to figure out how it's do I shift it? Yeah, how do I shift it? Mm -hmm. So to me, it comes down to looking at the patterns that we do in life. How do I change those up a little bit? And the easiest ones are: Do you have assigned seating in the living room? Do you have assigned seating at the dinner table? Mm -hmm. Change them. Sit in a different place. And, Interesting. and whoever it is that's kind of wanting to change the routine, don't assign new ones. Like if it's the mom, don't say, okay, here, you're sitting here. You're, just sit down in a different spot. Take mm -hmm. his seat and see what happens. Take, you know, take a kid's seat and just throw because it throws everybody off. Yeah. And, and how yeah. do we accommodate that? Go different, a path, drive a different path to work mm -hmm. or home. Or and, then, and then the big on one. Walk. Yeah. Go. You know, go you know, take a different yes. route if you're taking a walk or if you typically go see a certain type of movie together shake it up and see a movie that you neither one of you would have ever picked right and just, yeah right. do something different or go to a different restaurant it's really fun to try and, new food uh, here and here's the coup de gras of changing it up coup de gras absolutely this is the one this is the one that most everybody balks at what does the coup de gras mean it's just, just the, the, we'll cul know. the culmination of it, the biggest one the pinnacle? Yes. Okay. And that is switch sides of the bed. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Most everybody's like, no way would I do that. I can't. No way. And But it's just the whole concept of why do we have the patterns that we have? So at least I'm consciously choosing what I'm doing rather than it being a rut of that's just what I'm supposed to do. That's yeah. the difference. And if you can't deal with changing sides of the bed, how about laying upside down on the bed to have sex? Just something a little different. Okay. Sure. Or across the bed instead of, you know, well, well, because one of the things I've recognized, because, you know, Pam and I have the set sides of bed. That's, and it has been that way basically. And it's basically contingent on which one's close to the bathroom. Right. You know, that's the girl needs to be closer. That's to the typically the way it goes. Right. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. what I've noticed is like when we go to a hotel or we're at a different place, we'll switch. And one of the things I recognized is I have, um, I, well, I don't have this now. I'm growing more and more confident, but I had struggle going left on making a move. 
<laughs> you know, it was one of those, I didn't know how to roll over that way to make the move because I didn't ne I never had to. Because you're a creature of habit Absolute, like else. Absolutely. And so this is just the idea of if we have rituals, use them to their advantage. But if you feel like they're starting to become ruts in the sense that, okay, that's like, that's the whole thing we've always done. You know, that's this, do we did what we did last time and the time before that and the time before that ad nauseum. So it's, it's recognizing I need to change this up. And so you could change it up in the sense of I'm turning on a light during sex. Mm -hmm. I'm lighting a candle. Or maybe a candle. maybe mm -hmm. that's something different. I'm mm -hmm. going to initiate it. I'm going to go ahead and turn the heat up. So that way the, yeah. the bedroom's ready. We don't have to always be under the cover. You know, you, you just, you do something proactive and that's positive tension. Right. And that reminds me of something new that I have finally convinced Greg to try, and he is quite surprised. Uh, he was saying all along, make love to music. No, that would just be too distracting. I wouldn't be able to focus. But I turned on Darius Rucker's song, Wagon Wheel. Rock Me Mama Like a Wagon Wheel. Yep. Have you heard that song? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is a great scrumping song. Oh, yeah. Now, now his mind is far more open to the possibility that there's probably hundreds of other songs oh. out there that great to make love to <laughs> i'm actually i'm actually putting together um for the sexy marriage radio getaway which we were going to do a show on that this time and so i have to quit uh, do a quick side note to just let everybody know we had a, a hotel snafu happen with better where, early than later right, in the game. <laughs> right with the with the place that we were working with um has reneged on the amount of room we can have and so we we can't fit with what they're yeah. offering. So we're in now back to the drawing board, trying to find another place and we will, the dates will stay the same June 23rd through 26th in the Dallas Fort Worth area. We will announce as soon as we have something nailed down. But one of the things that um, I'm going to do for the sexy marriage radio getaway is w talk about some of the themes and, and the, the messages that, that we have with sex. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put together a montage of music of snippets of snippets of music of all various genres. And, I love it. and how each of them have a slightly different type of message mm -hmm. about the same thing. Because if you think about how we do life, there's times where maybe sex is the ritual for you. Maybe the ritual in sex for you is it's just always functional. So you need right. to learn how to make it playful. And that's breaking out that rut. Or maybe it's always erotic and you need to learn a little more tenderness. Or maybe it's always rough in the sense of it's just one side animalistic basal, you know, kind of that whole. It's mm -hmm. just carnal and well, bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. Right. So it's just, how do you acknowledge and challenge the paths you, you follow and, and willingly lean into that to try something different? I think yep. that's what we're talking about. Cause rituals so can be novelty great. back right. into your relationship. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, and I want to say to those who are going, you know, ritualistic about our, Sex life, isn't that stretching? I love what you say over and over that how we do sex is how we do life. Because one of the first things that I wrote down on my notes for today is we weave rituals into everything that's important to us. Like Absolutely. when a baby is born, we have a shower for the mom. Yep. When when the when they're, the parents are ready to dedicate the baby, you know, we have the big christening or baptism or whatever. <laughs> and you know, like birthdays and anniversaries, like there are rituals yep. that we follow. And it's really designed to celebrate life. Right. It celebrates life. But if you did the same chocolate cake and the same tie to your husband every stinking birthday, there would be no novelty to it. Yeah, that's a lot of it ties. Wouldn't, it wouldn't feel like a celebration. No. 
it would just feel like uh, uh, yeah. Debbie Downer, another birthday. <laughs> yeah. So in the same way that we try to spice it up and do something different from season to season and from anniversary to anniversary or whatever, we need to weave that same novelty into our sex life. Yes. Yeah, because we have yeah. rituals. I mean, going beyond that, when do we have dessert? After dinner. Right. Why? Because, because if, we ate all of our meal. Right. But, it, but it's also that philosophy, what you, if you believe what you were told as a kid, if you eat before dinner, you lose your appetite as if it'll always be gone. And as an adult, you recognize my appetite's going to come back. I can, <laughs> I can eat this cake before I eat my dinner because and I'll I, get I'll get hungry later. I mean, it's it's just that a fly on the wall in my kitchen lately? <laughs> no, it's a fly on the wall in my kitchen because it's been the holidays. But it's just that idea of having a, a fun outlook about how we do life. I mean, that's one of the things I love is we had um this summer uh we went to a lake house with some friends before they left the country to go to Panama. And the people that own the lake house, he's just, he is going to be one of those quintessential grandpas. Even though he's a young guy right now, he's got kids that are growing there in college. But when he's got grandkids, he is going to spoil them rotten because <laughs> it was so funny. They have a snow cone maker at their lake house and all Fine. these different flavors. And then they made up all this huge batch of like three dozen cookies for eight of us. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's a lot of cookies. <laughs> And so every time one of my kids or their kids said, man, dad, I'm hungry. Can I go get a snack? He would immediately say, yeah, go get yourself a snow cone and a cookie At, all the time. But why don't you go get another snow cone? You know, and it was just this nonstop. And it's just now it's a joke with us that it, it lightens us. It's like, dad, I'm can I get a snack? Yeah, go get a snow cone. You know, and it's just and we laugh <laughs> because it's added a playful banter to it. And it's a secret code. Sure. That, that, yeah, it's like a language yep. that you, you use it to laugh and to reminisce yep. and yeah, to celebrate life. Yeah, because that's... hey, I'm celebrating today because I'm headed to the post office after we're done. And I love how many packets we're sending out to thank our Bed Buddy Club yes. members. People who are jumping on board and we're sending out bumper stickers and postcards and books to say thank you. So we really love our listeners yes. who jump on board that band. Yes. Yeah, we do. So thank you for the support that everybody gives us. And those of you that just listen, you guys rock. That, yes. that, that join us every week or binge listen. We love our binge listeners. But those that just spend time investing in their marriage by listening to us, I'm honored that you guys continually do that. And you send us emails at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com and, and let us know what's going on. I, I love it. We, we love hearing from you. And hey, Corey, this was a great spirited discussion. Absolutely. You must have had a second cup of coffee this morning or something. I always have two cups of coffee, sometimes three. <laughs> That's your ritual, huh? Well, but it, this is just, it's a new its a new year. You know, it's 2016. We're into it now. There's Kids are back in school. It's a time to reestablish some routines that use go. good things and don't become ruts. Isn't that our goal? Yep. That's it. That's it. Well, we will see everybody next time. Thanks for spending some time with us. Yep. We love you for listening. <laughs>